Good morning, good afternoon. My name is Jennifer Kenny-Smith. I am the Civilian Sales Manager at GitLab, and I am super excited to be hosting this morning's podcast um, on behalf of ACMARC with my new friend, Phil Lamb, who is the GS at GSA, the Executive Director of Identity for TTS. Good morning, Phil, how are you? Hello, thank you for the opportunity to speak. Yeah, super excited. So the listeners know that we are big fans of what GSA does in the realm of digital transformation under the FAS umbrella and have had a lot of speakers that have been teaching us, guiding us, and really coaching on this big, overwhelming uh, role of transforming agencies um, from cloud, from AI, from mobile, DevSecOps, all the things. Um, and Philip, you sound like you're my expert on identity. So what I'd love to do is jump in, learn a little bit more about who you are, what you're sure. doing today, and tell us, teach us identity and what's super important about that today. Well, great. Well, well, thank you again for the opportunity to share a bit about myself, my role here in government. You know, very simply, I'm here at GSA because I see the opportunities we have to improve the government to constituent experience. And really by improving that experience, I hope to increase the trust that we have with the public to serve their needs. Um, but before that, a little bit more about myself. Um, I am a first generation American from Hong Kong. I uh, grew up in a small Connecticut town with my parents and older brother. I always loved tech. So after graduating high school, I pursued a degree in computer engineering from Northwestern. But at that time, I realized that as much as I love technology, I loved what technology could do more than building it myself. Um, so I went to business school, um, got my MBA, and during my internship, that's where I caught the civic tech bug. Um, so after graduation, I worked at Booz Allen um, for a few years, helping agencies think through um, their tech modernization strategies. And you know, honestly, um, what I discovered back then is the same challenge that agencies have now. And really it boils down to agencies want to give services online to individuals, but how do they know it's really you? So I've been thinking through that challenge um, for the past 10 plus years, thinking about how do we solve that identity issue and how do we do it in a way that's equitable, accessible, um, so it's for all Americans, um, not just for a certain constituency. Um, so yeah, so that's that's why I'm here and happy to, to chat more about that with you. Excellent. And you are also, I'm sure, sharing more with the agencies you're working with in regards to uh, multi-factor authentication was listed in the EO. So obviously not new, but it's here to stay. Um, any thoughts on um, agencies that are looking to make some changes there um, from, from your standpoint? Yes, yes. So... So multi-factor authentication, that's a challenge that we highlighted maybe 10 plus years ago. Um, there was an OB memorandum back in 2004 that talked to agencies about, look, there is a need to move beyond username and password. Um, we have to use multiple factors of authentication. And from there, agencies have made steady progress towards that. Um, the issuance of PIV cards for employee and contractor access has gained yeah, kind of the adoption level that we were hoping for. But what about constituent services? What about when you interact with the American public, do you have multi-factor authentication in place to protect their data? And I think 
the timing of this EO and the beginning of this administration to underscore the importance of that um, to all services that agencies provide is, is a great message to agencies. I think it's a great message to industry as well that the government is really taking this very seriously, that we do value the security of your data as the American public, and we want to make sure our agencies are protecting that as well. Um, so at GSA, specifically even within TTS, um, we have a shared service. It's called login.gov. It is a capability that any government agency can use today. So if there is a new website that's coming up or if you're looking to modernize an existing website, you could use login.gov so that you have multi-factor authentication just baked in. Um, so um, we encourage agency partners that come to us have questions about identity to sort of start thinking about the big shared services that are out there first and if that meets your need, fantastic. If it doesn't meet your need, well, we get that too. Um, but first take a look at the shared services because it may be more cost-effective. It may be quicker to acquire um, and may get you the, the, the functionality that you need. Yeah, so even, especially with all of the things that agencies may be working on changing for true digital transformation, and I listed some of those, it's AI, it's DevSecOps, it's mobile, it's cyber. Um, if that login is something that they need, rather than them having to do a tech eval or a proof of concept, or a, I hear so much of the challenges is through the procurement, you, you all have already done the research, it's tested, it's working, you have references, uh, and it's your shared right. service already set up. So it takes a lot of that pressure, a lot of the heat off. Um, so that's, that's right piece of this big formula of digital transformation. Um, what other yeah. services, or do you, you, do you want to make a response? No, no, um, and, and I just to, just to echo what you said, you know, part of what TTS does here at GSA is we think through some of those shared challenges that we all have as agencies. And if we have all these shared challenges, can we help provide a shared service layer to address those challenges. And one of those things that, um, one of those challenges we highlighted is identity, is authentication, is verifying an individual. Because every agency has that same issue and challenge. So having a shared service may provide that scale and scope that is beneficial. So login.gov uh, was developed a few years ago. Um, it's now at a point of um, pretty, uh, of good maturity. There's over, there, there's nearly 30 million users that are protected wow. by the service today. Um, and agencies ranging from the Small Business Administration to, to USA Jobs to, um, if you're looking to get a global entry card, um, trust login.gov for their authentication needs. And um, for some of them, identity verification as well. And so um, TTS helps provide some of these shared services. Awesome. There's login, there's cloud.gov. Um, so so we, what we hope to do is help agencies on that journey towards transformations with solutions. Um, and we're excited to be part of that. That's fantastic. Great information there. Um, so underneath your umbrella also is true digitization in this big realm of digital transformation. Um, and when you talked a little bit about how to serve up data to the constituents, do you want to go through a little bit more about your focus on that and what GSA is able to offer up as a service 
um, to the other two agencies that are looking for support there, going from, sure. from paper to online. Sure. So when 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 I think about digital transformation, um, I see it as something that agencies want, that our constituents want, that our private sector wants, and they've wanted it for years. So what's the problem? Why why haven't we done this? Um, I, I think there's there's three main aspects that have to come together. That there has to be the capabilities that exist. There has to be the funding and the funding mechanism there. And for government, there always has to be a legislative priority to get it done. And I think what's really exciting is, you know, from a TTS perspective and from private industry, the capabilities are there now, whether it be identity, whether it be cloud, um, whether it be forms processing, as you talked about before, Jennifer, um, the capabilities are there. From a funding mechanism, um, in the president's American Rescue Plan, there has been now a $1 billion allocation to the Technology Modernization Fund, which is exactly what these types of digital transformation projects needed. That's now there. And then from a legislative priority side, we've got the 21st Idea Act, we've got the Cases Act, not the CARES Act. The Cases Act, which says, hey, agencies, you have to modernize, you have to digitize how you um, allow the citizen to access their data. So, so all of these three things are coming together right now, uh, which makes it a very exciting time, I think, to be in civic tech. Um, but from what can GSA provide today, you know, besides the functionalities themselves, GSA TTS specifically also provides uh, people to help agencies think through those challenges, whether it be ATF and helping with acquisitions to make sure that when you are buying something as an agency, you're buying what you need, um, or our centers of excellence, which think through some of these large problems like AI. And how do you tailor that problem set to your agency? How does your agency think about AI and what makes sense for you to make investments in? So that's how I see kind of the, the big building blocks that can actually enable digital transformation. Yeah, and I'm gonna have you expand a little bit on that funding piece too. Out of your three, you mentioned funding. How does GSA help with funding? So if I'm an agency and I'm looking for to work with GSA and transform, I need new tech, I need some services, I need people. How mm -hmm. can GSA support that, not just from a technology perspective, but from funding? So the technology modernization fund that I mentioned before, um, I can't speak authoritatively on it, but if agencies are interested in big technology transformation projects, what they can do is they can develop that project plan, they develop a rationale for it, and they can submit it to the TMF board and the board can evaluate those projects and award them. And there are some um, great ways, and it could be a great way to do digital transformation that are off budget cycle. So one of the challenges I think, you know, a lot of agencies have is we allocate dollars and budgets and projects many years in advance. And so if there's a new need that came out and specifically around the national emergency, um, this past year, how do we fund that? So TMF is there to think through projects 
for agencies to try, to see if there's value, see if there's impact, and then in later budget cycles, you can perhaps um, budget for them in your in your standard appropriations. So it's a it's a great way to sort of pilot, try, and to operationalize some of these things we've been talking about around transformation. Awesome. And then the FCS, the Federal Citizen Services Fund for GSA. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So also part of the American Rescue Plan. Um, $150 million was allocated to GSA's Federal Citizen Services Fund, which is a fund that what we call is not cost recoverable, meaning that GSA can provide services or invest in services to provide to agencies and GSA does not need the agency to recoup that per se. So it's a great way that GSA can make some investments um, without the need for cost recovery. And it's a great way to kind of um, jumpstart new projects that we can help uh, service the American public. Awesome. That's fantastic. And an agency can just apply for that through GSA? So there is an internal process right now to um, position projects. And I believe that process will be externalized to our federal agency partners as well. Um, so they can provide some input on what projects they would think could benefit um, from that FCSF fund. Excellent. Do you want to share, we, I know we only have a few minutes left. Do you want to share anything that you've learned in regards to your passion and identity? Um, sure. Some best practices or stories that you've seen of what could go well or what maybe something that you weren't sure. For? So, so one thing that uh, really came up in the past few months was benefits administration and how identity is tied to that and how it can be an enabler. And what um, we've been thinking through with government for the past few years and even more so now is how do we balance the need to prevent fraudsters um, from accessing benefits to delivering benefits to um, the people that need it. And identity has always been that first step. Mm -hmm. So before we are issuing a benefit to you, we just wanna make sure you are who you say you are. And from a technology perspective, that has improved. But I would say that it's not to the point where it's 100%. Because our, what we need to do as government is service the entire people. We are all the people have to be serviced. And the technologies we use today have really grown up from the financial sector, which has honed, tailored, and done an amazing job of identity verifying individuals to get a bank account. That's where the industry was. That's where the investment was. And we leverage that today. But the challenge is, is that when we use those technologies exclusively, we can then only verify individuals are they're essentially banked, Jennifer. So what about everyone who's not banked? And that's where I think the conversation has um, increased in the past few months is about how can we ensure that identity is equitable across populations? How do we make sure we don't just identity verify those that are quote unquote easy to identify that have established bank accounts, have driver's licenses, et cetera, how do we how do we make it so that you know anyone can be verified? So these are some of the things we are doing right now that we're focusing heavily on. How do we get in-person processes? How do we perhaps partner 
with, um, for example, the post office to help us, um, or state level agencies such as DMVs to help us think through this identity challenge so that together with private industry and all the great work that they've done to support the financial and healthcare sectors, we can bring that in with some of the government resources we have, such as you know, a, a postal storefront in every zip code um, so that we can make sure that identity is inclusive and equitable for everyone so that we can you know, be really effective in delivering benefits to them. So that's, that's something that we've been thinking about. Uh, it is not easy, but it's doable. Right. It's doable. And I think, as I was saying before, we've got the legislative uh, motive there. We've got the funding there now. And we've got a great technology platform here at GSA um, to service it. It's, it's the work to pull it all together um, that I'm excited to be here part of. Very cool. I uh, can see the passion and hear how excited you are. I'm super happy to be a part of this conversation to be able to share what you all are doing, GSA, and encourage agencies to reach out, one, to get help with the capabilities, the funding, and we know that the ledge is behind it. So, yes. do you have any last closing words before we wrap up? No. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity to speak with you all. Um, we're here um, as GSA to help enable our partner agencies to deliver upon their missions. Um, and obviously we can't be doing it ourselves. So we rely heavily on our private industry partners to provide us the solution sets that we can then bring together to the agencies. So thank you again for the opportunity and looking forward to collaborating with, with you all.